this morning there is a word from the Lord, amen, because I believe that we are all dealing with something, amen, and how many of us need comfort, amen. We're going back to the book of 2 Corinthians, ask that you will stand on your feet for the reading of God's word, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. God know what we need it. Amen. Amen. Chapter 1, two verses, verse 3 and verse number 4. Amen. When you get it, respond by saying, I got it. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. You can follow along as I read. Bless be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For a thought, just for a little while, I want to talk about this text. God is my comfort. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Pray that now, God, that you have forgiven of all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness and sin. God, have your way. God, use me now for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And every heart said, amen. God is my Comfort, Amen. If you've been paying attention the last few weeks, our pastor has been talking about, thank you, ushers. May God bless you. Our pastor has been dealing with face-to-face with God. And last week, he talked about, we will survive. Amen. I want you to understand something that it's a need to remind us that we win in Christ. Amen. And although the circumstances may be bad right now, the scripture reminded us that we will survive. Are you going to pray with me this morning? I want to encourage your heart because oftentimes we get into the midst of our situations. What's controlling the whole situation. Can I tell you something? In spite of what you're going through, and it may look bad, God is controlling everything everything and in spite of God will bring you out amen oh man the only way we're gonna survive is by coming face to face with God I want to encourage you that the way we survive is because of God's grace (laughs) God is our comfort in times of trouble as we look at our text today Paul is our writer amen and he's dealing with the church at, at Corinth. Amen. And what's going on in this church is that false teachers came in. And what they began to do, they began to contradict Paul's teaching and made it about demon doctrine. Amen. 
Paul went through some things in Corinthians. So his objective was to write to combat the false teachers that had set in. Amen. Can I tell you something? Be careful who you are listening to. Amen. Because just like they was dealing with false teachers and preachers in those days, we are dealing with false teachers and preachers in our today's life. And let me tell you something. If you're not rooted and grounded in the Lord, you're going to fall for anything. That's why you have to understand what truth is and truth is in the word of God because you have to know how to combat those things amen that's why we need the whole armor of God amen the problem that he had with these false teachers that they were trying to deceive the people into thinking that they knew the way to God but all the while they was counterfeiting (laughs) and we have to be careful we have to be careful Amen. And so what I love about Paul is that Paul didn't hide what he was going through. He, he, he shared his affliction because the only way we'll get comforted is when we hear somebody else go through. Amen. Paul didn't hide what he was going through. And I want to tell you this is two things that he deals with in this text. He deals with comforted and he's de- and he deals with affliction. Now, here's what's going on in the backdrop of the book. Strife plagued the church. But Paul wrote to dissolve, to resolve the disagreements, restore unity to the congregation, and and reestablish his role role as leader. Paul encouraged the believers to be reconciled with him and to reject all false apostles who were challenging his authority and creating dissension in the church be careful who you hang around amen be careful of them ones that smile in your face and all the while they ought to uh, stab you in your back amen be careful and so you have to understand one of the key words in second corinthians is comfort is encouragement that's the recurring thing in second corinthians is in encouragement amen now here's what i want to put on your mind here's what i want to let you know and and rep he hit it a little bit this morning this word for comfort it's related to a familiar word uh paraclete one who comes alongside to help this what i found out it's another name for the holy spirit let me remind you of something because why Jesus was here on earth. Amen. He was the comfort. Amen. But when he ascended back to heaven, he said, I'll leave you with a comfort. And that's the Holy Spirit. And so what I want to tell you this morning is that the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us. Amen. To help us through the situation. Amen. I want you to be reminded that we don't do this alone. That God just don't put us out there and let us to fend for ourselves. But he said, I'll give you a comforter. One that will walk and talk with you every step of the way amen but here's the other thing i want to put on your mind he talks about affliction this word for affliction it means crushing pressure it's something that tries to weaken to restrict to confine It means to rub together in a narrow place. In other words, it means to hem in. 
Oh my goodness. Folk, it, it, it means focusing us on eternal pressure that causes one to feel confined, restricted, and without options. Oh God, let me, let me, let me bring it. Have you ever been in a situation to where your affliction was so bad that you felt like it was no way out? Am I the only one? Come on, y'all talk back to me. Because sometimes when affliction comes, it makes us feel like we have no way out. And let me tell you something. But the good news is we have a comforter that will bring us through. Are you praying with me this morning? Paul reminded us that in spite of what he went through, he stood on the promises of God. That God says, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. So that lets me know if God did it back then, he's still doing it right now for me. So it don't matter what I'm facing. It may look hard, but God will bring me through it. Amen. I want you to know this. That yeah, watch this. Nobody is, is exempt. Uh, nobody is, is, is exempt. Why you say that, preacher? I'm glad you asked. Because in, in spite of God calling Paul, when Paul came to the other side of Christ, that didn't stop afflictions, which means we're going to suffer a little bit. We're going to suffer for righteousness sake. But here's where we win, y'all. We win because we have the comforter with us. How many of y'all need comfort? Oh, let's deal with the text. He said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father, look at what he says. The Father of mercies. And I love it. And God of all comfort. So if you're going to know that God is our comfort. The first thing you need to know is that we see God's concern in affliction. He says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. You say, how does that apply to me? Here's what I learned. That Paul said, in understanding what he suffered, God was indeed concerned about him. I want to tell you, he was concerned about Paul, but he's also concerned about us. Most of the time, we feel as if no one cares about what I'm going through. Come on, you can make it personal. You can make it personal. Most of the time, we feel that nobody cares. Watch this. Not even God, because we feel like sometimes God is mad at us. Stay with me. And because we feel like God is mad at us, we feel that nobody, even God, is not concerned about me. (laughs) But can I tell you something? I want to serve notice to you today. Because I want to come back that thought to let you know that God is concerned about what you're going through. He is concerned about your affliction and what you're going through. Remember, he comes alongside, which means he didn't leave you out there alone. So it don't matter what you're facing right now. God is concerned. 
And let me tell you something, even if nobody else is concerned about you, you ought to be encouraged that God is concerned about your situation. He's concerned about your affliction. See, here's what you have to understand that God has our best interest at his heart. God knows what we need at the right time. And I'm so glad that God is concerned about my affliction. God knows what we need. He knows how to comfort us at the right time. Amen. Somebody say God is concerned. Let's move. He say the father of mercies and the God of all comfort. I know, I know it looks bad right now, but let me also help you because we have mercy and grace. That helps us through. See, what should have killed you, uh, what should have took you out of here. Because you have to understand that the devil was really trying to kill you. The devil was really trying to steal you. The devil was really, will be there for you. Who? let me move. All right. He says, y'all got to excuse me. I, well, I feel that, I feel that, I feel that, I feel that. All right. God, he says, who comforts us in Watch this. Who comforts us in? Who comforts us in our affliction? Here, here's number three. We see God's comfort in affliction. Let me help you. Because the scripture comes back and he says again that he calls him the God of all comforts. Who comforts us? I told you that God is our ultimate source of comfort. He knows how to comfort us at the right time in our lives. You have to remember uh, that God sent comfort to Paul to come alongside of him. Watch this. In the middle of his affliction to strengthen him and to give him more courage. What are you saying? I'm glad you asked because when we understand God's comfort in affliction, God doesn't wait until it's over to come comfort you. He comes while you're going through. As a matter of fact, he comes before uh, you start going through what you're going through. But in the midst of what you're going through, when it seems like you can't make it, God comes in in the midst of your and this is what he does. He gives you strength. Oh, I don't know about you, but there were some days that I didn't want to get out of bed. There are some things that happened in my life that made me feel like that nobody was there. Oh, but my God, I began to look at the scripture and God began to comfort me because those days that I felt like giving up, God came to me and said, son, you can still make it. Oh, what I'm trying to tell you is that in spite of what you got going on right now, God said you can still make it. We all need strength. We all need comfort. We all need help. We all need what we all need help to get through our situations. Do you know how much affliction we face Monday through Saturday? Wait, let me rephrase that Sunday to Sunday. Do you know how much we go through? Uh, can I tell you something? Stop relying on things that don't fill you up. Stop trusting in those things 
that only lasts for a moment. I'm talking to me. Because watch this. When you deal and go through something, watch this, and it leaves you empty, you'll find your flesh craving for things. And I'm going to be real with you, not things of God. Can I just be honest with you? Because not only is the devil is against us, but our flesh is against us. And so the flesh is, is going to fight you as well. When you want to pick up your Bible, that's why you get sleepy. Because the, the flesh and the devil is working together to stop you. Because the devil knows that if you get a word, you will stump on his head and get on out the way. That's why he said resist him and he will flee. But you got to resist him through the word of God. That's the only way you're going to come through is if, is if you get the word of God. Those things, yeah, 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 those, those things that's not of God, yeah. You find yourself, you find yourself yearning. And I admit sometimes, boy, look at here. Sometimes that flesh, oh, no, the right thing to put in front of your face. But you got to have enough willpower to say, no, not today. But after you say no. You got to throw off that thought that make you feel like nobody loves you. You got you got to throw off that thought that nobody cares. Because guess what? Oh, while you're alone, God knows how to come in. And you know what I learned about God? He's concerned about what I'm going through. He cares about what I what I'm going through and he comforts me. You know why he comforts me? It's because he's faithful. See? You know, Pastor always say, you know, we always talk about what God has done for us. But you ought to have some personal in your life to say what God is to you. And I can say that God is faithful. You know why? Because in spite of my slipping and tipping, God still remains faithful to me. This is why I can't go too far and stray away. Because I'm reminded that in spite of everybody that walks away, that I thought was my friend, they all turned their back. But God remained faithful to me. When I didn't know, when, when my mind was thrown off, God remained. He was the one that brought me back. That might be your testimony this morning that God will bring you back. God is faithful. Hey, man, let me, let me, I'm almost done. Because here's the last thing I see in the text, and I'm doing really good on my time. I'm just about to do it. I'm doing good on my time. I still got nine minutes. But I probably ain't going to take all the whole nine minutes. But I'm going to give you what God has given to me. Amen. We see God's concern. We see God's care. We see God's comfort. Notice how my point. We see God's everything, his, his everything in affliction. Pay attention. In affliction. Here's the last thing. Watch this. He says, who comforts us? Verse 4, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we will be able to comfort those who are in affliction with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. Here's the last thing I see. I see God's call in affliction. Ooh, 
I'm finna go home. I'm finna go home. I'm finna go home on this. Look, the same way that God came to Paul's rescue is the same way God comes to our rescue. Watch this. And Paul did not hide what he went through because he said in order for others to get uh, comforted in what they're going to going through, you have to understand what I went through. Can I help you this morning? Oh, some of us try to isolate ourselves and feel like we don't need nobody to, to, to help us through. But can I tell you something? Don't I've learned that don't isolate yourself because when you isolate yourself, the devil plays on your emotions. That's why a lot of times we fall into despair we give up hope why because we are in isolation and the devil is playing tricks on our minds and our heart to make us give up on God but when you hear somebody else that has went through the storm and the rain who has went through hell and high water and still making it out you get comfort because if they can God can do it for them my God my God God can so do it for me and so I understand that it's not the time This ain't the time to give up. This is not the time to throw in the towel. This is not the time to turn to drugs. This is not the time to turn to prostitution. This is not the time to give in and say you can't make it. This is not the time to say I can't can't do it no more. This is not the time to commit suicide and say you can't come through because we serve a mighty God. That Paul said in verse 8, he talked about how it was so bad in his affliction that he said it was to the point to where he wanted to die. But watch this, God held Paul together. The reason why Paul was able to overcome what he was dealing with is because of God's grace and mercy. Can I tell you something? Don't try to do this thing alone. Oh, hallelujah. Turn and lean on the master. Watch this. I went through something that was very devastating. See, I can talk about me. I went through something that was devastating to me. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> when you put more on things and not God, let me tell you this. You know, God said, I'm a jealous God. And whatever you put over him, he's going to snatch it from you. Watch this. When God snatches it, because you've been leaning on that thing for so long, when it leaves you, you know where it leaves you? Empty, depressed, despaired, ready to give up, ready to give in. Because you rely so much on that thing and not on God. But I come to understand, I come to tell you this morning that the reason why I'm standing here today giving you comfort is because of what God is bringing me through. And as I'm standing here, it's not on my own will. Because it was left up to me, I'd be sitting over there in the corner ready to give up. I'd be sitting over there in the corner crying like a baby. I'd be sitting over there in the corner ready to uh, throw in the towel. I'd be sitting over there in the corner ready to commit suicide. But God! We all are going through something, y'all. 
We all are dealing with something. And yours may not be as bad as mine, but you're still going through something. And if God can bring me out, God can definitely surely bring you out. You got to know not to give up on God. I know when you lost that loved one, it seemed like everything was taken from you. I know. But can I tell you something? God will be that brother. God will be that mother. God will be that sister. God will be that daughter. God will be everything you need. God will. God will bring you through it. God said, I'll be everything you need. He said, I'll be there when nobody else is there. That's why he said at night, when you can't sleep, he said, I'll rock you to sleep. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yeah, you might be crying at night, but God said, I'm wrong. Because he said, I'll be that comforter. Don't give up on God. Don't Don't throw in the towel. Don't give up on God. God knew what we needed this morning. Yes, God knew what we needed. The reason why we make it every day is because of God's grace. And I'm just trying to tell you this morning, don't give up on God. Uh, if I can help you with anything, oh, take advantage of the comfort that God has given you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't going to find it in nothing else. You may get other things. But they're not going to do you the way God is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sign of trouble. They're going to leave you. But oh God, God said, I'll be there in the midst of what you're going through. God says, I'll be there even when everybody walk away. God says, I'll be there for you. Yes, God. Yes, God. That's what I came to tell you this morning. Look. You have to trust the God of comfort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to trust the God of comfort. You have to put your trust. uh, You have to trust him. It's so important that you trust him. Yeah, because he knows. We don't serve a God who who is uh, blind to what the world is going on right now. We don't serve a God who is blind. But we serve a God who's in control. Let me help you. God is in control of your life. He's in control. That's why I told you. The Holy Spirit said don't give up. Because watch this. For where you're going, you're going to need your mind. For where you're going, you're going to need your strength. For where God is taking you to a purpose. See, it may look bad right now. Suffering has a purpose. And although we don't like to suffer, it's for our good. Yeah, because watch this. Watch this. You don't know the things that are in your heart that God knows. Sometimes we say, woe is me. But you know what? That's why the scripture says, all things work together for the good because even though you're going through what you're going through God says I'm trying to get that bad attitude out of you he says I'm trying to get that hatred out your heart because for the witness that I need for you to do the purpose that I have for you to bless somebody else you can't do that if you got hell in your house 
You can't do that if you if you got hatred in your heart. You can't you can't serve you can't serve effectively. He says, "Don't give up." Because where somebody else gave up, you'll be that person that God uses to encourage and say, you know what, I'm still standing. And look, you won't even take credit because you know that it it wasn't you that did it, but it was God. God's concerned. 